Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. So keep your love, I don't get enough of it. Jesus just rose again. Listen to the kids. Welcome to Watching the Throne. A lyrical analysis of Kanye West. <laughs> My name is Chris Lambert. Oh, I'm just over here celebrating because a lot of great things are happening in the world today. Uh, I don't know what people are hearing this episode, but, um, you know, a bunch of people are storming the Capitol building right now. <laughs> Democracy is in crisis. My name is Travis Bean, and I don't know <laughs> what to do anymore. Yeah, it seems like as good of a time as any to escape into some Kanye lyrical analysis. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a celebration. We don't have to pay attention to what's going on in the world. <laughs> right, let the party be your world. Absolutely. Uh, and this party, this party's pretty fun, I gotta say. Musically, lyrically, there's some crystal. Like, it's, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, there's even Patron, you know? Oh my God, Patron. I love Patron. I remember Have you ever had Patron. It, the first time I ever had Patron, I was uh, studying abroad in Australia, so it was 2008. Mm. And this one that girl, Australian Patron is the best. <laughs> this one girl, it's like dad came to visit, and he's like a big shot lawyer, and mm-hmm. we happened to be like hanging out in that area that night, and he bought all of us. There were like ten people, twelve people, bought all of us shots of Patron. <laughs> and I remember being like, I don't like tequila. Somebody's like, no, no, no. <laughs> like, this is the tequila that you've been drinking <laughs> as like a poor college student. Like, just drink this. I was like, oh, my God, tequila is great, isn't it? Also, like, you, you were probably used to like dirty college kids giving you free shots of things, which you should be apprehensive about drinking that. But if an adult gives you a shot, especially your friend's dad, <laughs> you take it. Right. From like a fancy hotel bar. Like yeah, very much Patron. so. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think I've ever had it. Never had Patron? No, I would love to, though. If you ever buy me a shot of it, I, I won't say no. Yeah, next time you're in Texas, Patron. Uh, and next time you're in Chicago, which if you came right now, it'd be perfect because there's a fresh blanket of snow that just hit the ground. Like, I'll buy you one. It is 64 degrees here. <laughs> That sounds awesome. That's like, that's my favorite temp, like upper fifties, low sixties. Like that's the shit right there. See, I like 87. 87. I would die. I'm a runner. So running in that kind of heat, like I hate it. Yeah. You know, baseball players, boys of summer. uh... (laughs) I grew up playing baseball, but yeah, you know, that was, that was central Illinois heat. Like it's not that bad. (laughs) not as muggy as the rest of heat can be yeah exactly speaking of heat celebration so let's bring it this is a song i uh used to (laughs) adamantly say was my least favorite kanye song i was gonna say we got to build the lore around this this is this was the one and only kanye west song that chris did not like for a long time yeah i mean when we started the podcast, it was school spirit and celebration. 
I yeah. used to clown. I was both in this. I was there with you too. Like, uh, I don't think I hated Celebration quite as much, but I, but I, I think we both were just like, oh, those are both like the the weak songs on both of those albums. Very much. And then School Spirit really like connected uh, with me yeah. the last time we went through the college dropouts, and this time going through Celebration, it's just really understanding like more of the whole of what late registration is doing as an album gives me a bit more context for this song and what the song kind of like represents for Kanye. So it went from feeling like just kind of a hollow, like pat myself on the back track to something that has just like a little bit more of an earnestness and earnness about it. And a little more interesting just in terms of, Kanye's relationship to being somebody that's responsible and how the album starts with him in the grip of indulgence Mm -hmm. and being torn between using his newfound fame for things that are good and helping others versus using his newfound fame for his addictions or just superficial lifestyle choices. And we see leading up to this in those few songs from Diamonds from Sierra Leone, We Major, Hey Mama, that Kanye's starting to walk that responsibility path. And Celebration really kind of feels like this perfect blend of I'm looking to the future, I'm looking to be responsible in the future, but I'm still me and still kind of celebrating uh, what I have. And it's kind of this false finish happy ending on the album before we get gone which is far more serious so having a little bit of this like you see things could be grand before the gut punch that is gone uh i really started appreciating yeah it's um because if if you don't really understand the narrative of late registration and and i'm almost using narrative in quotes because it's kind of a a scattered narrative like really it's a bunch of like ideas thrown together and and you can see movements that resemble a narrative but it's not like Jesus or anything or it's not even really like college dropout where like there's a much more clear narrative um but if you don't understand the narrative and you're like Chris and I and you want that narrative from Kanye because you know he can do it and you want it uh celebration I think at the time just felt like a really random song like haphazard uh, didn't fit thematically like he's talking about this kid that he accidentally <laughs> had like we were all sitting there like what the fuck is this um but you know as we'll go through the song and we'll point out it really does fit into that narrative you're talking about and how kanye you know the album starts with this broad look at celebrity and then we kind of dip into this the real story of the album where we go in and out of like memories he has of thinking about you know, growing up and like going out into the world and like in kind of these, his envision of what celebrity will be and then what celebrity becomes and how hollow it can feel and how it removes you from family. Like all those things collide throughout the album until we get the Hey Mama and Celebration. And that's what you realize about these two songs heading into Gone, which yes, Gone is more of a pivot point, but in this part of the album, He's, he's thinking about the future. He, he's thinking about how his mom raised him and then how the kind of man he will become and ultimately how he's going to make celebrity fulfilling, like how he can, he's almost using the kid in the song as kind of like a, a testing ground. Like he's like, oh, like when I have a kid, like he's going to be like this and this is how I'm going to treat him. And, and really, he, I, it's almost like he's just fathering himself. Like he's finally reflecting on himself and, and thinking about where he'll go and, that's that's so beautiful to think of celebration that way it goes from like dumb and goofy to like kind of sweet like uh, (laughs) kind of touching and and such a a lighter side of kanye yeah which uh with how heavy this album had been yeah up until this point i mean you still have fun songs like touch the sky's fun gold diggers fun though people hate on gold diggers so much now anyway uh i don't know if bring me down's fun but it's <laughs> it's not fun lyrically. Yeah, I guess that's where the fun ends. So it's a pretty yeah. heavy album. So to just to have something as light as Celebration can feel cathartic. And a lot of my complaint too, I always thought the, the tempo was just a little too slow. Mm-hmm. I don't tend to like very syrupy 
uh, sludgy songs like Celebration can be, but even that's grown on me. I I gotta say, so yeah, I, I had problems maybe with it lyrically, thematically the first time, and, and those, you know, all that's gone. It, it, even at the time, though, when we both didn't really enjoy Celebration, the first time we analyzed the song on this show, uh, I still thought the song sounded great. But I got to say, like, I've been listening to it the last few days and, like, getting ready for this episode. And I think this song is gorgeous musically. Like, it, it kind of is, for this era of Kanye, uh, to me, this is kind of, like, the height musically. Like, this and We Major. And We Major used to be the other song I didn't like as much. And now when I listen to it, I'm just kind of, like, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of floored. Like the way the song unfolds, the way, you know, those strings at the beginning, like fold into the synthesizers and like the chipmunk samples, like populating the background randomly. Like there are all these different levels of things happening and Kanye's rapping fits into it so well, like it all blends so well. I'm just kind of honestly blown away by the song musically now. I, I love it. You know, people keep saying that's going to happen to me with liftoff. <laughs> we'll see. And uh, we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see uh, one of these days. But speaking of the music, looking at the samples, there's a pretty cool thing going on, which I can imagine some people being like, y'all are reading too yeah, deeply. Into people, this. Could, people could start fast forwarding right now if you don't want to hear any of this. But stay tuned. Don't. Don't touch that dial. Uh <laughs> The sample on the song, and we just have the one, is the Cages, and it's a song called Heavenly Dream. I woke up this morning with peaceful visions of you. Although I know you're gone, your spirit's here with me. For our love was such an event. And it has one verse and a chorus, and the verse goes, I woke up this morning with peaceful visions of you. Although I know you're gone, your spirit's here with me. For our love was such an event, I know that it had to be heaven sent. Now, if you remember when we started this season, talking about Wake Up Mr. West and heard him say, you might be like, wasn't there a song that Kanye sampled that's really similar to that? <laughs> and yeah, it's... <laughs> I'm going back in time. Take us back there. It's Natalie Cole's Someone That I Used to Love. When I wake up each morning Trying to find myself And if I'm ever the least unsure I always remind myself Though you're someone in this world That I'll always choose to love from now on, you're only someone that I used to love. As for me, it's getting down to the last unspoken. And that song starts with, when I wake up each morning trying to find myself, and if I'm ever the least unsure, I always remind myself, though you're someone in this world that I'll always choose to love, from now on, you're only someone that I used to love. So both songs start off with, when I wake up each morning and I woke up this morning <laughs> and thinking about this other person and for Natalie Cole, it's just, you're now someone that I used to love. And in the KG song here for celebration, it's reflecting on this relationship that had ended and just having a positive memory of that relationship. But in the mm -hmm. chorus you get, I'd like to see you once again to hold you in my arms. So at the start of the album, you have this person waking up and feeling very uh, clear in being okay with the relationship ending. And then here in the penultimate song on the album, which tends to be a pretty, in any narrative, like this part of the story tends to be pretty important for setting up the final 
like beats or final moments, scene, whatever have you. Uh, having this person now saying like, I'd like to see you once again to hold you in my arms is coming really full circle. And maybe it's coincidence that Kanye picked songs that both start with the character or with the singers waking up and thinking about this relationship. And he just so happens to begin the album with wake up, (laughs) Mr. West. (laughs) But it does feel like you're reinforcing this idea that the same way that Natalie Cole woke up and was reflecting on this relationship, the same way that the KGs woke up and reflected on this relationship, Kanye is reflecting on his relationship with fame. And here, he seems to have more of a happy feeling towards it, right? I'd like to see you once again to hold you in my arms. There's a positivity there that goes along with the idea of celebrating and celebration, especially at this point now that we've made it through a lot of the rough parts of Kanye's relationship with fame that we saw in Drive Slow, uh, Crack Music, Roses, Bring Me Down, and Addiction. So it truly feels like Kanye is looking to get back together with fame or have a more positive outlook on fame than what he may have started the album with, uh, which just sets up Gone so perfectly. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's perfect because, yeah, what we're really looking at is like more of like a metaphorical waking up because at the beginning of the album he he wakes up into uh this mindset of like feeling down feeling oppressed um with hopes and aspirations of becoming famous and how a lot of he, he relates to a lot of people who feel that way like god the only way i'm ever going to get out of this is if, is if i make money and like become something and then we watch kind of go on this journey and once he once he does become famous, like he learns all of the hardships that come with fame. And after he works through all of that, then we get celebration. And it is time to celebrate because Kanye feels like he's grown enough to move past like what's expected of him and finally ready to be who he wants to be, who his mom raised him to be. It's very beautiful. Um, and that's where, we, you know, you get the bookends there of of the wake up. It, it's it's actually kind of similar to College Dropout. If you think of the album ending with family business going from uh, we don't care kind of you know this innocence to family business like a mature look at family and like where you belong and who really matters like and then you get last call which is like this recap of everything it's something similar happens here where after celebration you know after Connie does realize and like feels good about his place in the celebrity world we get gone which is kind of a, a rejection of it <laughs> so it, you could look at celebration that way, where Kanye is kind of rejecting celebrity in the way that he uh, he he's more confident in himself, and he's thinking about you know how he'll raise a kid. Like th- there's that lightness to it, but at the same time, it it transfers neatly into Gone, which can feel like a bit of a pivot point tonally. Like it becomes suddenly it goes from a you know a celebration where you're popping crystal to he's very antagonistic and he's and he's kind of turning his back on fame a little bit so i so i think it's i think you're right to note that the two songs sampled have the wake up motif uh, that, that you could think of the album starting with heard him say an ending of celebration as like that narrative and then gone is kind of like a little twist like almost like you know the end of an episode of lost where you're like oh fuck where are they going in the next episode <laughs> yeah it's just like right when you think everything's over like ah yeah. oh, see it's good and then you look and you're like wait there's still five minutes left uh. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> uh, and then the sample on gone the main samples otis redding song it's too late which just feels very fitting <laughs> with this trio of like you're someone that I used to love and like I'm okay with our relationship ending to you know what I'd like to hold you in my arms again to nah it's too late <laughs> yeah I, I love it I mean people always give a shit about reading too much into Kanye samples but I gotta say late registration makes a pretty good case for like reading into them and like and piecing them into the narrative like these are all either it's a lot of happy coincidences or you know kind of this is the way he was thinking of things yeah which uh i feel very strongly that this is the way he was thinking of things Ooh, well let's get him on the show and ask him 
Kanye. <laughs> Quick question. I actually don't want to ask him because I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> yeah, right. Just like, did you purposefully select the samples for this meaning? And he'd be like, what are you talking about? And be like, uh... like what? the cages just sound dope. Yeah, you're like, never mind. Show's over. <laughs> Interview's done. Please leave me in this room. Turn off all the lights. Yeah, we'll just erase the podcast from our from existence. <laughs> never happened. Uh, all right, so celebration lyrics. Anything else before we get into them? No, let's read these wonderful lyrics. All right. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, you know what this is. It's a celebration, bitches. Grab a drink, grab a glass. So it starts off with the chorus, as Kanye sometimes is known to do. Yeah, a lot of it, songs do that, actually. It's a choice. I'm not saying it's a right choice. I'm not saying it's the wrong choice. I'm just saying. No, but it's definitely like one of two choices you could make. <laughs> you either do it or you don't. I mean, look. You can either like start a song with a chorus or you can start a song with a verse. Sometimes, sometimes though, you get like an intro, like a wake up Mr. West. Other times you get a bridge. That That's crazy. To start a song for a bridge, <laughs> that, that's a bold choice. Can you start a, can you start a song with verse three? You could, you could even start a song with an outro. <laughs> and I would imagine that'd probably be the whole song though. Uh, we're just breaking the mold, deconstructing mm. pop music. Tell you what. <laughs> so the chorus. Uh, yeah, you know what this is. <laughs> it's a celebration, bitches. Which, uh, you know, getting this is and bitches to rhyme. Good job. I, I'm in. Grab a drink, grab a glass. After that, I grab your ass. This is, um... This is interesting because this comes after this song comes after well it comes after Hey Mama but I'm I'm thinking of We Major and how there is like a party happening in that song but with really like those chorus yeah <laughs> but there's something like and Kanye talks about it too like going to the strip clubs and stuff there's something more okay so if i compare it to graduation where graduation like sounds like drunken hot girls and flashing lights like relationships with women are painted as uh not great <laughs> like they're this like there's this game you you have to play as a celebrity and like they don't they aren't really fulfilling it, that's not really the case in celebration like it really does feel like a celebration and in this part of the album Kanye feels like he's on the right path with this celebrity and like he's living the life right. Whereas in graduation, you know, he, he feels sucked in like celebrity and it's draining and it's terrible. Um, there's something like, although I don't condone grabbing women by their asses, there's something like sort of uplifting about like the way Kanye is just like his energy in this song. Like, cause as you said, the song, this whole album is so downtrodden and, and uh pessimistic and and in this song like you feel like Kanye like he feels good like he's in the right place yeah right like something has been achieved there's been some kind of breakthrough like there is reason to celebrate and it contrasts pretty greatly the broke five broke <laughs> yes. uh little skits that have been going on and sectioning off the different acts of the album but really, this song recalls as well uh, Last Call, right? Sure. Where you have Kanye after Jay-Z's intro. You know, you start that song with an intro. 
but you have Kanye doing a secondary intro <laughs> saying, I'd like to propose a toast. I said, toast, motherfucker. And there is this, like, you know, having a toast, having a drink. Uh, there's just a sense of a party going on as well in Last Call, uh, as well as We Major, that it just kind of feels like, again, Kanye's going to end in that same spot of, like, things are okay. Yeah, right. I succeeded. Yeah, and it's this. I don't know. It, it, you know, we always talk about Kanye. He's never like actually talking about himself and what he would do on a song. Like a lot of times, he's playing like an exaggerated version of himself, like almost like a character. Um, and that's not similar to Last Call because like he actually is talking about himself in that song. <laughs> but in this again, like you know, when he talks about grabbing a girl's ass, like I think. As opposed to like saying he would actually do something like that, like he's kind of just channeling that energy, that celebratory energy at the end of the album when like something has been achieved. Yeah, it's like a party, people are having a good time, but you look at the verse and it is. Hmm, I'm trying to think of how I want to, <laughs> like, what I want to compare it to. I guess thinking about like drive slow. And I mean, this has sure. come up on pretty much every episode since Drive Slow, but the idea that uh, his friend told him that you need to like drive slow when Kanye was like eager to try to uh, hook up with girls, mm-hmm. and he's just like, no, you need to drive slow. You don't want to like have a baby too early. You don't want to like get into the situation I'm in, which is something that Kanye was also reflecting on in Gold Digger. He had this vision of meeting this girl and taking her out and taking her kids out. And she's like making him spend too much to touch her. And she has a baby with Busta and used to fuck with Usher. And you can see that she's like gold digging Kanye or and that's like the vision that Kanye has of this relationship. Uh, Where was I going with that? Oh, driving slow. So Uh like Kanye didn't drive slow in that gold digger scenario. And it would have resulted in him getting like locked up for 18 years in terms of like child support payments. And then that's still a similar energy that's going on when you have something like addiction. Is Kanye giving into fame and not driving slow? Or is he like driving slow in the sense that he's trying to do everything that fame allows him when he should be speeding on <laughs> and getting like away from some of these like indulgences that you can have? Mm-hmm. So at this point, when he has or is feeling successful, the fact that he's like creeping on this girl at the start of the first verse uh, does kind of feel like it's calling back to Drive Slow and Kanye kind of trying to get what he had always hoped to get, right? Which was women and everything that that represented. After that, I grab your ass. Why you whacking all? Shine all. Why is y'all lying for? I never did this before. Stop that. What you want, some Patron? I got that. I mean, I promise y'all. You find it. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Like, because this album, like, it's still early in Kanye's career, and there's still, like, a coming of Asianness to everything. And it, it the way he approaches women on these albums is very different than what you would get on say like Jesus, which is, you know, 10 years into his career. And it's kind of this epic journey where like women represent like sadness and growth and like all these like turns you go through in your own personal journey. But on these early albums, like women are just kind of, I mean, they are what they are, I guess, to a kid, like coming into the industry, like there's something you kind of glamorize and like seek to attain and they're they're just really on the periphery and and that's again what they i think they represent on the song you're right to point out drive slow you know drive slow like don't you know try to get women too quickly like they're not they're almost not even like real people you know they're not like a real relationship like he has with women on beautiful dark twist of fantasy and jesus like they're just there's just something he doesn't understand so this verse i think kind of represents that like what a young dumb celebrity would do in his situation with around a bunch of women right and talking about like 
Jesus and the difference, right? Like you look at how he's trying to have this conversation here versus also how he tried to have a conversation on breathe and breathe out and college dropout, right? When he's like hitting on a girl in the club and then driving her home. And there's still right. like a lot of audacity, but there's still a lot of like, hey, you may not really know me. Uh, and trying to like work. Same thing with drunken hot girls, but you can see a twist starting to happen in drunken hot girls and more of that ego, more of that like edge and negativity creeping in. And then by the time you're at like monster and then on site, <laughs> Kanye's like treatment of these women in relation to his star power becomes so it lacks any and all transaction like aspect to it, like requesting like, right. Hey, I'm Kanye. Like, <laughs> why are you acting shy and all? Let's talk like blah, blah, blah. It just becomes something that he feels entitled to which seeing that how these earlier songs yes. have at least a little bit more humanity to them in that dynamic is a little bit more endearing or just like interesting in contrast to how dehumanized they become. Yeah. So I guess all of that is context for the verse now. Yeah. <laughs> One of those famous watch the throne, watching the throne asides. <laughs> Uh, so we get Kanye saying, why are you acting all shy and all? Uh, so clearly talking to this girl at this party and she's acting a little shy and he's like, why is y'all lying for? Which is a pretty big escalation. Yeah. <laughs> From like, you're acting shy to you lying. Uh, and then we get the quote, I never did this before. So sounding like that's whatever. what she's lying about. Yeah. Right. Uh, like you've done this before. Stop that. And what is this? Yeah. Uh, is it just dancing? Is it sexy times? Cause like, you don't even know where they are really. Like, are they in a room, like at a party? Are they at a club? I mean, yeah, what, it, it, that all defines what this is. Yeah. Right. And I think you could jump to worst case scenarios <laughs> and then you can also just look at it as more of like, a someone being not used to this environment right like not used to this party not used to this like lifestyle um then kanye's just like what you want some patron mm -hmm. i got that uh and which kind of gets back to addiction and the fact that like the hookup or the situation he's having with this girl gets fueled by alcohol and drugs and that's kind of the basis of their relationship yeah and and that's a good comparison actually because like you think about addiction or like a song like drunk and hot girls and connie's really good at this anytime there's like a woman in a song she's never just like a woman she represents something she represents his relationship celebrity his relationship with himself um and you know and a song like addiction and drunk and hot girls it's it's really pointing out like well i guess drunk and hot girls more the hollowness of celebrity but in addiction in addiction it's like his inability to deal with celebrity um and here is i guess the opposite of that like on addiction him and the woman are like kind of in it together like they're both addicted and she's kind of fueling his addiction and how he's trying to deal with celebrity but here he he feels confident you know he knows how to do all this and who he, he will guide her that, that represents a change in his character yeah yeah and addiction is really that midpoint tipping point of the album so having this as a contrast to that really does show, as you said, the change in demeanor, the change in confidence, the change in just feeling more comfortable in such a scenario rather than uncomfortable. I got that. I mean, I promise y'all, you find it all. And your girlfriend, she kind of raw, but she not like you. No, she not like you. Right now, I need you to mute all the monologue. All that talking is gone, give me your Tylenol. You put a nigga to sleep, I'm tired of y'all. Right now, the Louis Vuitton dying is signing out. But I just thought you should know. We hit the I got that. I mean, I promise y'all, you find it all, and your girlfriend, she kind of raw. <laughs> but she not like you. These are good no, pickup lines. not like you. Yeah, right? I feel like... <laughs> That kind of comparison. If somebody's like, hey, 
you know, your friends all are like very attractive, but none of them are you. I'd be like, oh, thank you. <laughs> Basically, this is how you get woman. You tear down her friends and then she'll love you. Uh, it would work on me as well. So <laughs> we are not condoning this. This is a bit. I don't believe in any of this. Kanye, shame on you. Well, if you have read uh, the game, you know, and I, I have this <laughs> in college, I did. But I bet you did. They call it negging. And, uh, you know, the ultimate point of the game, though, was that you shouldn't use the game. <laughs> really? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Because the guy wasn't like he was in the pickup artist world for a little bit, but he was just like an L.A. Times journalist that was writing an article about that world and then ended up going on this huge like journey into it. And becoming part of it and then it almost ruining in his life and then writing a autobiography about that experience or a memoir about that experience. So even though it became like a how to book or a kind of guide in terms of like men hitting on women or picking up women, the whole point of Neil Strauss's story was just like, nah, like this can teach you confidence, but it's not any of the stuff you should do if you want to have like an actual serious relationship with someone. So it's basically Kanye West discography. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it feels very fitting. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, so right now I need you to mute all the monologue, man. Also not a good way to pick up women. No, I imagine Kanye doing that gesture where you like take your hand and you make like a, a mouth with it. Like the thumbs, the lower jaw, and like yeah. the fingers of the upper jaw, and he's just like close the monologue, just like yeah. brings it shut. <laughs> it's it's so funny because like he's talking to her and hitting on her, but she starts to respond, and he's like, "Oh, stop talking." <laughs> That's yeah, not maybe, how that works. Maybe we're making this out to be too happy of a song before getting into the lyrics. Well, uh, I, I, most, I mostly meant like the tone of it. Yeah, the tone is very, like, charming, Connie's right? confident. Yeah, he's saying everything, like, but she's not like you. And then being like, <laughs> I need you to mute all the monologue. It's it not what you like say, it's how drastic, you say it. A drastic change. And it, it, again, this speaks to, like, why we didn't like the song the first time we read through it. Because, like, it is kind of, um, I don't know, you just don't know quite how to take all the changes in tone and, like, how he's talking to people. It's... There's something about the song that's disorienting. Yeah. Like, well, and you see the the contrast, like, why are you acting all shy and all? And then, as you said, she's, like, talking now, and he's saying, all that talking is going to give me a Tylenol. Yeah. Like, I'm getting a headache from everything that you're now saying. Uh, you put a guy to sleep. I'm tired of y'all. <laughs> right now, the Louis Vuitton Don is signing off. Which... Uh... <laughs> so he's at the party. He's hitting on this girl. He gets her to start opening up, and then he just gets tired and signs off and just leaves, which is pretty anticlimactic, but also feels very relevant to Gone. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, that's hmm. what that's what I was going to say. I was God, I, now I'm sitting here thinking about this. Sometimes this happens where you go into a song and think you get it, and now I'm kind of wondering... So he says right now the Louis Vuitton Don is signing off. And I think you could think of the Louis Vuitton Don as like the exaggerated celebrity version of Kanye that maybe he's felt he needed to be his career. And like maybe, you know, the kind of guy that existed in the music industry throughout the album as, you know, he's tried to like follow the rules and everything of being a celebrity and and found out how draining and hollow it can be here maybe he's saying like you know he's talking to these women and he's hitting on them and, and uh, the woman talking to him is just giving him a headache and he's sick of it and maybe this moment like this whole verse is just him realizing like i don't really enjoy doing this like i don't like just hitting on these women and like being this guy like you know what the louis vuitton don is signing off and from here moving forward like we get kanye you know we get confident kanye the 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 man Donda Ray's like heading into the rest of the song and, and gone where Connie kind of rejects it all. Yeah, I definitely think that there's support for that just in the idea that 
we've talked on later Kanye albums that songs can tend to, especially at the end, uh, become what they can capture the dynamic on the rest of the album, right? Or mm-hmm. show contrast over the rest of the album. And Kanye is often dealing with duality on a lot of his albums, which makes his bipolar diagnosis later feel yeah. almost like, oh, you know, he's dealing with duality just in his uh, mental state, emotional state a lot of the time. It makes sense that you would see a lot of duality showing up in his artwork or in his art style Mm -hmm. and we know that this album is about kind of two states of being like the indulgence versus the responsibility and are you driving slow to be indulgent or are you driving slow to be responsible and we talked about that in the opening songs the difference between heard him say uh touch the sky and gold digger right where it's Mm -hmm. like heard him say is a bit more uh, like this is the bleaker aspect of life touch the sky is a bit more this is the happy aspect of life and gold diggers that gray area so the fact that so much of the album has looked at these dueling aspects of not just like Kanye's behavior Kanye's relationship with fame with society and what like fame offers you that you would have Kanye kind of embody a Louis Vuitton Don mindsets and then a secondary mindsets or that's more Kanye or have a little bit of duality in this song uh, seems fitting to everything that we know about Kanye. (laughs) Yeah, right. So I think I, uh, anyway, I I guess ultimately what I was saying though was like that line, I feel it can feel like, what? Like he's signing up, like he's leaving this party. Like what the fuck is happening? But I think it's just more symbolic. You know, thinking yeah. about the celebrity theme of the whole album, like it's him finally saying, like, "Fuck this! Like, I, I, I'm, I'm supposed to not be this guy. Like, I'm not gonna do this." But I just thought you should know, we hit the liquor store, got some Christmas and mo, and we about to let it flow. problems before but see we let him go got an ounce of that drove and we about to let it blow yeah you know what this is and then yeah talking about like him leaving the bridge is but i just thought you should know so it's like (laughs) but i still want to sleep with you yeah he has like one foot out the door and then turns around and is like, but I just thought you should know, we hit the liquor store, got some Chris and some Mo, and we about to let it flow. So it's like... Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Had some problems before, but see, we let them go. And mm. that feels very much about everything that's led up to this song, right? But also within the song, like they definitely had some problems at the start of this conversation or start of this uh, relationship and they let him go. You know, you got that ounce of that dro, which shout out really doe on <laughs> we major and we about to let it blow. So it does feel like that that had some problems before, but we see let him go. You can apply it locally or microly or macroly yeah. to not just this song, but the album itself. Yeah, and that bridge is another great moment where, like, again, addiction. You think about addiction and how, like, drugs and alcohol were used to mask what was going on and, like, for it and push it away. Again, celebration is just a celebration. Like, he, they're drinking and having fun because, like, they're in a good spot. Like, they're ready to make celebrity what it should be, and it, it should be a good time, and it should be uplifting. <laughs> Right, and you get the chorus coming back in. You know what this is? It's celebration, bitches. Which, it's like, all right, yeah. Now we're celebrating. Now we're celebrating. Yeah. Here we go.
And we start verse two. Uh, See, you know my style, I'm very wild. Which, yes, we all very much know that now. (laughs) And I vow that my child will be well endowed like his daddy. Which, (laughs) (laughs) All right, this is what really threw us the first time we did this song. (laughs) And, you know, we talked about the first time through this album, how there was definitely a theme of past, present, and future. Or Kanye at least looking between the present and the future and what the future holds and where his life is now. And you think about where Kanye was at at this time. In 2005, he is 28 years old, has just had a huge hit with the college dropouts, and his life has changed forever. And that's really what we saw with Heard Him Say, Touch the Sky, and Gold Digger, right? Heard Him Say says where he's come from, Chicago, and just everything that goes on there, the societal aspects, the cultural aspects, touch the sky is where he's going, what the future holds for him, uh, what he's achieved. And then gold digger is really like, Oh, these are kind of the dangers and pitfalls and highs and lows. It's this mixed bag of, uh, what's ahead. And here now having Kanye, looking to being a dad and thinking about his child, we've seen a lot of that tension between past, present, and future and him projecting out, him looking back on the past. So the fact that the past had been so weighed down a lot of the time and the future so gray and controversial, this is one of those aspects where even though it's a little startling to hear him suddenly talk about his child given like what the first verse is and it being well endowed, it does feel like just overall it's in that tone of this is a more positive outlook and looking at more of the uh things in the future that people tend to cherish right that's not as superficial as just like oh i'm gonna be rich and like we're gonna party but like (laughs) i will have a child one day and like that's awesome yeah there's something again like i know he says his child will be well endowed but there's something kind of sweet about this like thinking about Kanye and like just how ripped the party felt by celebrity, like what he thought it would be and what it ended up being like to, to cheat, to achieve this kind of a catharsis at this point of the album where he, he feels ready to take it on. And especially in juxtaposition with Hey Mama, where he's reflecting on how his mom raised him. He's now thinking about like, you know, how he's going to raise this kid and how you could read well endowed in quotes as just, you know, symbolic of like the confidence this kid will have. He'll have his dad's confidence. Like he's going to go out and like conquer the world. That's something like, I don't know. I can, I can get behind all this. Like I, I like that Kanye is like, it's such a shift in mentality and tone in a way that it, it feels like Kanye is no longer like the scared boy who doesn't know how to handle all the scary things happening around him. Like he's ready to take it on. That's our Kanye. Yeah. Go get him boy. <laughs> Uh, so like his daddy and tell him that your mama had a fatty, <laughs> which, uh, refers to a big behind a fat ass, yeah. a large bottom, a big the song booty. Is prophetic. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which, uh, man, we we're just a day removed from the Ooh. most recent Kanye Kim divorce rumors. So, uh, yeah. Do you think Saint has heard this song? no maybe that'll be a strange day won't it yeah i don't know how that works with like artists and their kids listening to their music it's like i feel like if you're someone like ed sharon you're just like yeah listen to whatever you want whenever you want (laughs) but if you're like dmx or eminem or kanye or jay like when is that point where you're like listen to this yeah i mean i'm sure the kids listen to jesus is king that's like wholesome fun but i don't know my child will be well endowed like his daddy i don't know if there's ever a point sink can hear that <laughs> yep uh so he looked up at me and said daddy that's the reason why you had me <laughs> i love this part i say i this is another one of those lines i say all the time the reason that you had me yep the way he like goes right into yep is beautiful <laughs> yeah and just confident as can be no uh yeah dancing around the top he's just like yep <laughs> we was practicing 
<laughs> till one day your ass busts through the packaging. Love it. You know what, though? You my favorite accidents. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, which, I mean, this kind of starts, you see Kanye on family business talk generally about, like, family, right? Which mm-hmm. I still think is more metaphorical to him joining, like, the hip-hop community and right. uh, the music Especially industry. Especially since it's not about his actual family. Yeah, very much. <laughs> it's, like, all stories that he borrowed. Uh even like saying let's get stevie out of jail that's not like his family but yeah. he did want stevie out of jail which is nice um but you have that and then you have here the, like this kind of joking <laughs> conversation he'd have with his future child uh all kind of contrasting then what happens when he actually has kim in his life and makes bound two and starts thinking about like the seriousness of their relationship and North was just about to be born. So she was mm-hmm. already, Kim was already pregnant when Jesus was on the way. Uh, and then you think about the difference in songs like Wolves and Kanye talking about like being a parent there and violent crimes uh, and what it's like to being a parent there and just the contrast between like early Kanye family and parental discussions to like the difference when you actually have a kid. Yeah, it's uh, really is a beautiful journey to watch him both from like him finding the right woman to building a family like that. All those motifs run throughout all of his albums and to see the way he talks about family and grows in the way he talks about family. It's it's awesome. Yeah. And you know what? This is the contrast. OK, so this next line. So go ahead, pop some crystal for my newborn child. That's the difference, right? We talk about right. parallel construction on some song analyses that we've done. I think we did it for We Major, right? Where at similar points right. in the verse, between verses, you'll see similar like contents. And that's usually done to create continuity or juxtaposition uh, or contrast, right? So you're either doing it to highlight similarities or to highlight differences, and Kanye uses that a lot to really bring things, to make sure things connect or bring things full circle. And here's no difference. You have that first verse where he's just hitting on this girl and it's not going well to the point that he gets bored and signs off. But then this verse ends with him popping Crystal for his newborn child. Mm-hmm. And it's not even really worried about him trying to hook up with this girl it's focused more on him and this woman who ends up being like the mother of his child having a kid and what he'll say to his kid. And it's still irreverent, but you can see the difference in maturity level still, or I guess in focus. So the one's just like one-off indulgence versus the second that's like him being a parent. And he's still being a parent in his irreverence way but it's that leader mentality and that's the dichotomy on the album right he goes from being indulgent with his fame to trying to be responsible with his fame so hmm. i love it it again not to keep bringing up drunken hot girls but at the end of that song he has a kid that he's stuck with for the rest of his life again kind of much like he uses women as like a parallel or or, or how he's looking at fame and like you know his place in life being stuck with that kid for the rest of his life is basically saying like i'm stuck in this celebrity lifestyle for the rest of my life fuck to this where like at this point of the album kanye feels good about where he's at he's excited to be stuck with this kid <laughs> like i can't wait to raise this kid and like raise him the way uh I- i'm living my life like i'm in a good place and like i'm ready for this right right man that uh that contrast with drunken hot girls is such a good call yeah it's crazy uh (laughs) yeah it just goes to show how like corrupted he gets on graduation just a couple years later (laughs) yeah for my newborn child because now yeah know what this is it's a celebration bitches grab a drink grab a glass 
after that I grab your ass But I just thought you should know We hit the liquor store Got some Chris and some more And we about to let it flow So then we get that chorus coming in a third time, which like, <laughs> it feels a little bit more legitimate. Like the first time it's exciting and then you don't get it. You just got the bridge and him like building back up and like, all right, let's start this celebration like a second time. And now yeah. that you're popping Crystal for his newborn child, it really does feel like, yeah, it's a celebration. Grab a drink, grab a glass. Um, and then you come back to that bridge but I just thought you should know we hit the liquor store, got some Chris and Simone, and we about to let it flow. Hmm. Had some problems before, but see, we let them go. That line feels, <laughs> to me, like it's still the key line yeah. on this song. And a pretty like key line for the album. I mean, that line, out of context of the whole album, doesn't really mean much, you know? Like, it, it really doesn't mean anything. It's kind of like a trivial, like, ah, like who cares about our problems? But you put it in the context of everything and you finally accept that, yes, Connie is constructing narrative albums. Travis and Chrissy were right. Like that, that <laughs> line means a lot, especially in the context of this song and like the change in tone and like where he's heading. He's, it's not that he's letting the problems go. He's worked through them and, and is ready finally to move past them. Though we gotta end with a little bit of a twist, don't we? Kanye comes in with, we looking for some hoes, hoes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He, he's just, that's Kanye being Kanye. Right? He is wild, though. He's very wild. Can't but stop him. I guess he can't have uh, your kid without like uh, the proper woman, right? Uh, absolutely, yeah. Um, but, hmm. Not to make it a bigger thing than what it is, right? Because it's just like... Well, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. We talked about Drive Slow already and the idea that Molly is just like, yo, you need to drive slow and not like fuck around with women to the point that you're like me, like still in high school and having a kid. Where in that verse, Kanye is just like, oh, he had so much sex that he had him a baby. Like, how awesome is that? Oh, and it's Molly being like, yo, after Kanye asks him to like, <laughs> Molly, can you get me one of these hoes? Like, hook me up with someone. He's just like, yo, drive slow. Yeah. And it's Paul Wall and GLC that are like, no, no, no. We need to like drive slow so we don't miss the hoes. That right. you have Kanye seemingly reaching the point of responsible thinking in terms of celebrity and getting bored by this girl in the first verse before like getting excited about this idea of having a kid it seems like he's going the responsible route again only to come back to we looking for some hoes so is he falling back into the indulgence yeah. are, are you saying it's a drums in the house moment yeah i wonder if it might be like it's almost like the louis vuitton don signed off and then thought about having a kid and is like well i can't have a kid without meeting a girl and then is like, all right, the Louis Vuitton Don has awoken. Like, we were looking for some hoes. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. That would be fascinating if Condi was doing that that early on. Um, because on Yeezus, that's what I was referring to if Jerome's in the house, you know. Yeah. You have this whole album where Kanye is going through all of these emotions. He's, he's reckoning with himself. He's trying to reconnect with these women from his past. Ultimately looking for the woman that will put him on the better path. 
and on Bound 2, he seemingly finds it. He finds his Kim, but then the last lines of the album are Jerome's in the house, watch your mouth. And Jerome is this exaggerated character from the TV show Martin. This guy, you know, he's just a player, hits on women, says stupid shit. He's really funny. But in that, in this final moments, it's, it's kind of a twist where you like, it's basically this, the seed where like, you don't know if Kanye's actually going to get better. Like, is he finally going to abandon like who he was a celebrity that like drove him away from the Kim Kardashians of the world? Or is he finally going to settle into being a husband and a father and all that? And that's what life of Papa is about. That would be fascinating though. If he did it this early on, I got to I mean, I hate to say it, but we, we have to ask Kanye. <laughs> Just need to throw the question to him real quick. I'll, I mean, we didn't think Kanye was doing narratives as early as he was yeah. and thought that it was just him kind of having more narrative songs or thematic songs before kind of putting it all together on Yeezus. And then that slowly fell apart and we realized that he was... <laughs> doing concepts and narratives as early as the college dropouts and doing them very well. I do wonder if this is one of those things where it's like a similar idea to bound Two, but the same thing, even though Kanye was doing uh, narratives and concepts on college dropout and late registration, they definitely get more refined as he uh, puts out more albums. Right. right. Like I think Yeezus and the life of Pablo, my beautiful dark, Twisted Fantasy are all much more complex than what we saw earlier from the earlier albums. Um, and even late registration being more complex than the college dropout. So I could see him wanting to do something like that here, setting up a little bit of that irony, setting up a bit of that like last second twist, uh, but just not executing it quite to the same level of complexity as he does on bound two. Yeah. I mean, I love that. I, I had never really thought about that, but you I mean, you know, I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan of drones in the house. So. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the crazy thing is not just like the drones in the house line, kind of throwing all that on its head uh, that you were saying about like bound two and where Kanye was at, but in the music video as well, uh, which is so artificial and superficial about like, the imagery mm -hmm. which is kind of a taking a little bit of the piss out of the romanticism right. of not just like america but the love story and all of that which is what the song is doing as well like you think of it as a love song and it's like bizarre but that's what it is yeah. um and the last shot of the music video is like the bound to license plate for the motorcycle in a barbed wire fence hmm it's just like the barbed wire on a fence feeling bound to someone and like the negative connotation that can be in the word bound rather than yeah. just like the positive connection uh, just kind of reinforces that idea that at the end of the song, at the end of the lyrics, there's a little bit more of a, a barb there. Man, if only we had a music video for celebration that could help us. <laughs> Would that be lovely? Mm. But uh, yeah, so I guess that's celebration. And if we're reading into the theory that the album's kind of bookended by Heard Him Say and Celebration before we head into Skit 4 and like this, what happens with Gone, like kind of the end of like that narrative on this album. Yeah. The idea we is just it. looking for some hoes. <laughs> wow if you think of it that way it really is a drums in the house moment <laughs> and just thinking about like heard him say right and just like nothing's ever promised tomorrow today right. like we'll find a way like that song ended up being such a maroon five or adam levine used that for a love song about a relationship kind of falling apart but this idea that nothing's ever promised tomorrow today that you're like looking for these hoes driving slow it does feel at least to me like very cyclical and paying sure. off on not just like the beginning of heard him say but the midpoint of drive slow and then the conclusion of celebration before you get like the ultimate end 
or the coda with skit four and gone. Yeah. Wow. Blowing my mind about celebration. I, I thought I never gave two shits about before this. I know. That's what we do on the show. Forever Man. change the way that you listen to Kanye West's discography. That's a WTT guarantee. <laughs> yes, it is. So next time we'll get into Skit 4 and how that closes up the Broke Fi Broke uh, little micro narrative or subplot we've had going on and what that means to the album as well as getting into uh, the epic that mm. is gone. Yeah, we'll only need about like, two hours for that. Oh, fly by. <laughs> or it'll be torturously slow. We don't know yet. Just stay tuned and find out. <laughs> Next time on. Watching the throne. Okay. Uh, that was fun. Yeah. That was a celebration, but now we have to head back out to uh, this hellscape of a world. Yeah. Definitely have some videos and tweets to fire off. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Look forward to that, everyone. Mm. Yeah, Kanye Podcast. Yep. Until next time, stay wavy. And keep it loopy. And I am. And they ask me, they ask me, they ask me, I tell them. Raise your glasses, your glasses, your glasses to the sky. This is the last call for alcohol. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.